What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spectator Sports Podcast. Today is June 12th. Oh, my God, it's going. It is flying by already. June is already halfway through. Episode 190. I am here today with Brooklyn and Devin, the soccer analyst himself, Chelsea fan. And look at that beautiful hat that boy's wearing. We did sell out originally, but we are ordering more. If you guys are interested, make sure you DM us or message any of us if you want one. We'll probably be getting in another shipment in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out on that. Boys, how we doing today? Doing good, doing good. And on top of that, Sunset and Paradise tickets are on sale now to at Spectators Media. Go lock that in. August 26th. See you guys there. Request off. Do and what go, you got to do. We'll get you a hat, too. Pull up with the hat. You're going to mm-hmm. look cute. Come look on great. now. Look, look at him. Look at him. You look good. Bite your lip. How you, you know? doing, Dev? <laughs> a little bit of velvet, a little bit of corduroy. Feels good on the scalp. You know what I mean? It does. Instantly into does. my top three hats that I wear. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Devin, how are things? We had a busy weekend. As as people know from you, you are our soccer, a resident soccer footy guy around here, right? I know you had a game yesterday. Oh. Hopefully that ACL heals up well. I know it's not torn, but you know, I'm not a <laughs> yeah, doctor. But, but a little tender. A little tender. Exactly. How, how was your weekend? Did you enjoy some football and, and all the news that we got? When it comes to the season itself, um, it has come to an end. We just had our last game of the official season, the Champions League final. But in, as a week, as last week goes, when it comes to um, news and drama, it has been jam-packed. Um, as many already know, even if you're not a soccer fan, you must have heard um, some sort of wind of this is that Mes- Lionel Messi has agreed to join um, Inter-Miami at the end of his contract with PSG. Um, it ends J- June 30th, so he could initially um, get Inter-Miami player as of July 1st, um, and their next game after that, I believe, is, is July 8th. So he's coming to America, and I never thought it would happen, but here he is He is coming to Miami. Really cool. I'm, I'm super excited for this. And it, it's like crazy. A, a, He's like yeah. the most popular athlete in the world, and he's just like joining the MLS, which is just the league who's been doing a good job. And we kind of touched on this before we go on live, but they've been doing a good job. It's been slow, it's been incremental, but as the years have gone on, they've become more and more seemingly legitimate. And fans have kind of noticed, and they've obviously added more teams and expanded to bigger cities, which has absolutely helped their their case. And here's one of the expansion teams. I think they're the newest team. They 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 joined it with uh, Cincinnati, I think. Joined I they joined um last season. Yeah, last season so, was their so first season. This is their second year, and now they're going to have probably the runner up for the Balloon d'Or from this season, and he might win it. He might win. He it. might win it. I he shouldn't, but like he might, and that's crazy. Yeah. That the MLS might get the best player in the world from this previous season coming in. Yeah. Uh, shout out David Beckham for however in the world he made that happen. I saw some really good stuff. A lot of my input on, on this situation is going to be involving uh, random tweets and like memes that I've seen about it. And one of them was just like, wow, somebody really had to teach David Beckham English to get Lionel Messi over here. It's like, he's English. Yeah. <laughs> he's British. You don't have, what are we talking about? Um, and the, the tough thing about that is Messi um, is – not few players, but one of the bunch that he had actually knows zero English. Um, yeah. So I think um, going to a team like Miami, it probably um, was one of the only options for him if he was, was going to come to the MLS. Uh, there's a lot of big Hispanic 
um, growing when it comes to fan base because that's Miami. Um, you got a bunch of you know different Hispanic communities, but also a lot of the players come from uh, South American um, descent, and there's a lot of players that were brought in from like Brazil, Argentina, um, pretty much all of South America. So um, yeah, and it's, it's um, there's so much to break down when it comes to uh, what this, how this transfer came about, what um what makes his contract so unique um i mean he signs for inter miami and then he's instantly in the top five for um the highest earned um highest earning athletes in the in the country when it comes for all sports and that's huge because um mls players are not paid like other american athletes um so it's just a revenue thing you know the the highest paid the highest paid athlete um or at least mls player is um um, Zerdan Shakiri, and he's um, a player for Chicago Fire. Um, and he's only making about twenty five, twenty six million, and so Messi's almost making double that. Um, what also makes that even more crazy is that in this day and age, for um, the best players in the world that kind of are on their their end years of their careers, you're seeing them now starting to um, contracts to um, are, are taking. Um, you know, taking contracts to play for teams in Saudi Arabia. Um, it's a big thing now for um, players. Cristiano Ronaldo is probably one of the, the, the first ones to do it, um, or at least one of the most big names to do it. He's been um, playing in Saudi Arabia since January. Um, he took a stupid level, stupid money deal. Um, he's making about, I want to say, like $100 million a year. Um, and just in the past couple weeks, there's been – um, other players already rumored to be joining Saudi Arabia to take similar money. We got Luka Modric, Real Madrid center mid. Um, he's likely to join the Saudi Arabia for that much money. Kareem Benzema. Uh, Kareem, ben- Kareem Benzema has already agreed he's going to. Uh, he's, he's going making to, like two hundred sixty uh, million a year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, and it makes sense. I mean, um, players that already these. Players have already achieved and completed the sport. I mean, especially Champions Messi. Leagues. Messi's won everything. Yeah. Messi's won everything. He just won the World Cup um, in December. Um, Benzema and Modric has won the Champions League like five times. Um, so, yeah, they just might as well, you know, finished out their years just making a stupid amount of money. Um, and Messi was one of them. Uh, he got offered like 100 and, $120 million a year to go to Saudi Arabia. Um, but what did he do? He took this offer from Inter Miami, um, which makes that insane because he already completed the sport. Um, might as well finish out money. But I think it was more for him. There was a lot of things um, that kind of lured him more to Miami. One, um, he already has a home in Miami. So he has a house. So he already has a foot in, in the States. Um, so that obviously is more of a vacation. But now it makes sense to go there. Um, it's I, I'd imagine it's... Um, to live in Miami than it is to live in Saudi Arabia. Um, maybe a little bit. Just maybe, me, though. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a smidge. <laughs> maybe a smidge. <laughs> Who knows? Um, uh, but, yeah, and then there's also these rumors of uh, – not rumors, but there's leaks about what else his um, contract entails when it comes to his Inter-Miami contract um, as uh, certain rights to um, – uh, so, Apple, so Apple has uh, – TV has the MLS as like their sole um, broadcasting service who's going to broadcast the game. So apparently he has some sort of rights to um, um, some sort of, you know, share to the rights to Apple 
the he amount of money percentage of sales. Percentage, yeah, percentage yeah. of sales. Um, he has some sort of um, apparently some sort of way to possibly create his own um, team for the MLS at some point, but that's you know way down the line. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, and this is a type of contract that's never been seen in the MLS before. I mean, there's this. Um, uh, designated player rule in MLS where every each team in the MLS can only have three designated players where they get paid um, more than the average of you know the rest of their players and Messi already takes up the spot of like three players with the amount of money he's getting so um, it's goes this is as big of an MLS transfer as when David Beckham joins LA Galaxy back in 2012 2013 and that was seen as like whoa. Like game changing, yeah, because that's like the biggest ever. He was, player. he was, I mean, he was the first big player to really make the move. Yeah, he was the first one to set the stone, and then you know, obviously a lot of big players have joined since then. Since in the last ten years, so you got like uh, Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard, you know, Andrea Pirlo. So many big names now have come to finish out their careers. Um, yeah, it's it's insane, you know, to see it's the growth of the MLS since then. Back in 2013, there was only. I want to say there's either only 14 or 15 MLS teams. Um, now this coming and now in this season they have already announced their 30th expansion team for their MLS, um, which is San Diego. So just 10 years they've doubled the amount of teams. So it's the growth for MLS has been insane. Um, having a player like Messi, even though he's older, it's 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 crazy. Oh, yeah, it, it does a lot for the sport because now it's just gonna up the popularity of it. People are gonna go watch the. Watch the games when he's in town as an away team. They're selling out. Ticket sales have gone through the roof. Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, but um, I want to say oh, they're around also, 20, 30 bucks to start like before. Yeah, now really. like th- those twenty dollar tickets are up to close to three hundred dollars, and it, it's four. insane. Yeah, and I mean I'm sure they're they're going up even more. Um, it, it's nuts. And just just to also add to the contract be, before I jump into those numbers he's also getting a percentage of shirt sales so that that's sick and ownership stake as well and in the club so an insane contract just to add to 50 plus million a year annually and um shakiri just to also add how crazy the money is annually for messi Eight million he's making as the highest. Oh, it's not twenty something. Okay, so I I oversold no, that, that's, this. Yeah, eight million. So <laughs> he was the highest earner by far before Messi, because like yeah, yeah. And I mean, nobody else is going to be making around. this money either for a while. Yeah, like, there's unless they got a Neymar or a, like a, somebody younger than than Messi to come up that's still mm-hmm. just as big, which there's only like five that you can think of. So like. That's not going to happen again, but not only again with the money, but all those extra opportunities. And that's definitely why Messi was like, let me go to the, the States instead of Saudi Arabia. Instead of just getting this 200 million straight up flat, I could go 56 with opportunity here, opportunity here, opportunity there. And if the MLS becomes an upper echelon of competition at some point in time, which at this trajectory, it might it, it, it truthfully might, especially with, like, the untapped talent that the States have always had with soccer. This could be a big deal where he winds up owning a team at some point, and now he has, 
You've an established group of fans over at Inter Miami because that's how you create a good sport by loading up a team. They become really good. Eventually people hate them because they're the villains. And that's how you make more teams that people like. That's just how that works. So he's setting it up to where the MLS is in a really good spot. And I'm sure that was part of like the sit down pitch to him. Again, the fifth highest paid player in the, in the States in any American sport is crazy, which um, I don't know, Brooklyn, if you saw this list, it is a vile list because uh, number one is, Devin Booker and Carl Anthony yep. Towns. It's crazy. <laughs> Carl Anthony crazy. Towns is making $56.1 million. I'm sick to my stomach. But that's just how that goes. Uh, the rest of the list is actually pretty good outside of Bradley Beal. So like, it, it kind of works itself out. But Yeah. And I have, the, um, I have the percentage of the increase on ticket sales. So off the New York Red Bull tickets when Messi visits, prices increased. One thousand two hundred and thirty-six percent. Who's paying for those tickets? Bro? <laughs> Who's paying for those tickets, bro? Rich people. It's New the, York. Rich people. The, the Spike Lee. Spike Lee gonna be there. Spike Lee gonna be there. Yeah, the twenty-nine dollar <laughs> tickets went up a thousand percent, up to three hundred twenty-nine, and then, um, game on September third is jumping up four hundred and twenty percent. That is crazy. And then while yeah. we're talking numbers, and, and that, too. That's the Messi effect. That, yeah. and, it's that and, simple. And that's what I was about to bring up. Since Messi and this news has gone, Inter Miami has gained 6 million new Instagram followers, had a 4,500% increase in merchandise sales. They are now the third best-selling team, period, in the world on Fanatics. And they've had a 1,200% spike in ticket prices. So their revenue for this year is going to at least double or triple. And it's their second year as a team. Yeah. And that revenue is going to be huge for them because you don't plan to stop at just getting messy. Because we've paused. We do have to talk about how how terrible this team is, by the way. They're not good. They're they're awful. They have the record for (laughs) the record for the most losses inaugural season for a team like they've lost like 20 games and that's like unheard of for inaugural season i mean usually the inaugural teams are actually pretty good atlanta united their inaugural season they won the mls cup like and that's like never and also obviously that's not like uh like it's not common but it's not it's 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 not common for a team to be so bad so they can't just stop at messi because Mess there, yeah all this hype for messi obviously they're they're successful when it comes to revenue because of his because of messi but they can't get the ball to Messi's feet because of how bad they are. Like Messi's not going to be playing good either. So um, no. they're already rumored to be getting Sergio Busquets, um, a longtime veteran for Barcelona, a great, a great rock in the midfield. Um, and just that alone would kind of increase just their, their chemistry. They've played together for like twenty years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, every team, um, every team needs a good base when it comes to goalie center back midfielder striker and if they get boost gets on top of Messi, they already have half of that going for them um, but yeah so they still have a lot of work to do to even make this worth it for them or at least worth it for Messi. um besides all of his money he's already making but yeah so they better obviously we're they're in mid-season right now too so um may i could see them and, and there's already a lot of talk about they might not even make the playoffs um, so far, because they're already 
doing so poorly. Um, see the Messi effect when he starts playing in early July, but it's not looking good for them. Hope, I know Messi would not want to miss out on the playoffs. So, what he can How do. long is his contract? I didn't see years. Not see yeah, the years either. I haven't seen any years. But um, it, it's kind of funny with like them being so bad as an, an inaugural team because you look at the NHL and the the couple of franchises they've added, but like the Knights and the Kraken, they they're good off rip. And yeah. as you mentioned with um United and these other franchises that got added to the MLS, it it's like uh, Miami kind of got the slim pickings because you're just getting from a pool. So when you add these 15 teams in 10 years, there's only so much that a new team can get. Yeah. So the fact that they're so new, they, they kind of just got the short end of the straw. But then now you look at it this way and they get messy. It's like, Oh, here we go. I think, I think a funny part of it too, is that particularly in the U S everything is determined so much on championships and like winning and success Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Bringing over Messi is really cool, but if he comes in and Inter Miami is as bad as they were last year for the next year, two years, it's gonna be like, wow, that guy, that that Messi guy was never very good, was he? And he, it could be like a damaging effect on his reputation, truthfully, especially in the eyes of like the American audience. Obviously, everybody in in yeah. Europe knows how great he was, but now that he's here and we're spending this extra money and tickets are going for four hundred dollars, and you go and he touches the ball three times, puts one shot on goal, and it was blocked because it sucked. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like too detrimental even if they they are terrible because you're getting eyes on you no matter what right now. And maybe it won't be too much of a like drop off and and retention of those fans after he leaves, but you're still having having them like tune in. So yeah. it's a win no matter what. But you just got to hope that like you said, <laughs> you can get him the ball. Yeah. And um I mentioned this earlier that MLS is seen as a destination um, for these big stars at the later ends of their career. Mm. Um, Messi is 35. Um, that is seen as, you know, old in the sport. Um, but we got to remember that he's joining right now. is <clears throat> June 2023. Next summer. Next summer is the uh, Copa America that um, the United States is hosting. Um, and Messi has not announced his retirement for Argentina. I'm assuming... I'm, Fully confident that he is expecting to be part of that squad that will be at Copa America next summer, and that'll probably then, be his last international stint. I don't know, man. I can see him two years after that. You think he'll do another World, World Cup? Cup? Yeah, I mean, I mean and, why and, not? Yeah, why like not? Because he'll be thirty-nine still... years old. I mean, and that that's fair. That's, like, if um, your legs are still holding up, 40. like, go go play. You're not going to be the star of the team, but like, go go make a run at it. I'm not saying not? it's like confirmed like he will, but if things yeah. go well with Inter Miami, he and he is still playing at a very good level, going to he's going to want to be at the World Cup. Every player yeah. wants to be at the next World Cup, next World Cup. Um Ibra just retired at forty two years old. Um yeah. and that's still seven years away from Messi. And Messi has hit lengths higher than Ibra, not that much higher, but as long as he takes care of his body like Ronaldo does, because Ronaldo's seen as like the most fit athlete in the sport, um, and he keeps takes care of their bodies, I can see Messi trying to be on the team at the World Cup. And it, it's only it's at the best time. You join you join Inter Miami in the States 
um, <clears throat> a few years before Copa America and World Cup, it's only going to do wonders for um, for just the following the United States in general because of these tournaments that this the country is hosting. Yeah, I mean, think about it. The U.S. just had probably its best team. It wasn't our best performance, but our best team ever in a World Cup. Um, and then you get Messi, and now the MLS is a full-fledged league. Because about 30 teams is where you consider them a real league in the States, right? You get 30 teams, 32 teams, you're legitimate. So you have a full-fledged league. It has stars. Then you're having the second biggest tournament that we could possibly host, right? Because we can't host Euros, obviously. So Copa America. And then you have the World Cup. And it's like uh, this snowball all leading up to the biggest tournament in sports, period. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good thing, and the craziest part about all that is that um, with that World Cup coming in, what is it, 2026? 2026, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll probably be there. So if you guys go to any of the games, make sure you're looking for for some spectator media because we're gonna find a way over. Yeah. There. We're gonna find a way Absolutely. over. There. I just want I just want that out into the to the <laughs> air right now. I want y'all to know. Absolutely, be there. And and that's also the really cool part about all this. A lot of U.S. fans are gonna be watching Messi. And now they're going to have access to go to Copa America, go to the World Cup, go see Messi and, and all this. So now we're we're going to be looking at potentially more homegrown, like, U.S. talent going directly to the MLS and elevating the game itself. And I don't know how much, like, Euro players would, like, come to the MLS. If over the money's there. right. Yeah. If the money's right, absolutely. So it it just opens the door for the game to grow in the states and that yeah. that's really sick all, all the way around just a huge bonus on because i know we were saying like how big this is for mls but the mls has like i said like the in earlier with it comes to where we were in 2013 to now the the, mm-hmm. the growth has been insane the quality yep. of the talent that the u.s has dished out um for like the player base that we have is insane we have so mm-hmm. many players that are playing in the best leagues in europe um we had the youngest we had the youngest average um age of any team in the world cup and had a poor game against netherlands in the round of 16 but who knows if we just if man if christian pulisic scored that in goal in the first opening minutes of the game who knows what were how different this conversation could have been when it comes to yeah. the growth of the u.s but but yeah but i i agree with you <clears throat> this is only going to improve um only because i can just imagine you know new um like a new audience they see like oh the best player in the world is playing um in the mls let me go catch a game and then by the time being they they start getting interested in soccer like oh we actually we're hosting a, a, a international tournament mm-hmm. in the US. let me go catch a game like oh let me because by the way u.s will be in that tournament yeah um they'll be like oh let's see let's see how let's see how nice what our u.s team is and they start you know you know maybe make a run recognizing these players yeah. for the u.s and there's like oh you know want to keep following and that, that's how it all starts that's how so it starts. um it'll only be it only benefit this this country when it comes to the sport and yeah. I want to make a pivot, but I think it's in the same vein, right? So things, especially internationally, take a while, right? Because there's cultural barriers. There's obviously distance, time zone barriers. Stuff takes a yeah. while sometimes. Learning the game, becoming familiar with it, caring enough. There's plenty of teams that I want to root for, and I just don't have, like, the care or the want to. So it takes something to kind of spark that. And that's happening 
in the NBA Finals right now. We have potentially the best international player in the history of the NBA currently playing in the NBA Finals against another team from Miami. Shout out to the Heat for their pretty improbable run. Mm -hmm. But Nikola Jokic, that's a guy 20 years ago that there was a handful of international guys, Yao Ming, Tony Parker. Like There was a handful of international players, Mano Ginobili. But now they're becoming way more evident in today's game with Luka Doncic and, again, uh, Nikola Jokic. And he's the best player in the world. And he plays the game differently than we've ever seen it played. He's a big dude. He's not super athletic. He's a pass-first guy, but he's able to score, be super efficient. And that's what happens when you have people from different areas of the world who kind of, like, ingest the game in a different way just from watching it. All of a sudden, the sport changes. If, If Yao Ming and Tony Parker weren't players and pushing the game out to Europe and Asia we'd probably never have a big man that ever played like this. And so that type of thing, to tie it in, could, in theory, happen in soccer. Obviously, soccer is a little bit different where it's, like, harder to play unique because there's not, like, dribbling and, you know, or, like, you know, hand dribbling. So it's a little bit different. But say the ball gets rolling in the U.S. and more American-born players start choosing soccer because they say, oh, I can make $53.7 million a year playing soccer. I don't need to go to the NBA where everybody's seven feet tall. I could be five, six and be the best player of all time. I could do that. So you start to get these players from a different pool and a different mindset. And all of a sudden now soccer evolves and it becomes something even bigger. And does that happen? I don't know, but seeing it happen with Jokic and seeing it happen with Luka Doncic and and Dirk and all the fantastic international players. There's a blueprint there. Exactly. And and you see it in baseball too. Like, Guys come over from Japan and they have different approaches to the game. And whether it's the way that they put spin on the ball or like throw strikes or like their approach as a hitter, like having international guys not originally used to like the way it's standard played is, is awesome for sports. And I'm, I don't know, man, like it's definitely a tangent, but I see the parallels. I see them. It's there. Yeah. But also like, international players become infatuated with the u.s just because of everything else that comes with it like yeah soccer's the biggest sport in the world and overseas it that's never gonna change but when you come to the u.s and just the marketing stuff the advertisement the the sponsorship deals just the the way that you can get uh organizations and fans and and states to just follow you players are going to really ride behind that and and maybe want to come play here instead of overseas, just like the NBA. You you can go play Euro basketball out there. You can go do it. But they choose to come to the NBA. So it's definitely going to take a while. And I think within the next, like, 15 years, we're really going to see a whole nother turn. Like, you, you mentioned the... um. The last like ten plus years have have been really pivotal for for MLS and the growth. Now you add that, you double it. it it's only going to keep on getting bigger, and it, it's really going to show true. And I definitely agree with you. It, it could definitely look like the NBA as well. Yeah, yeah games soon, soon they're going to have to because right now the MLS only has two conferences with thirty teams. They're pushing that might, they might have to break into the four. <laughs> oh, they they absolutely will. They'll have divisions. They'll they'll do all that. 
And that's and that's what makes it fun. And then you have divisions, and now you have smaller rivalries, and rivalries become things that matter. Now those games get packed. Now they have money to spend. That's how stuff works. And I've said this for a couple of years now for like the WNBA. I think the WNBA right now, they have two super teams. It's awesome for the sport because you either like the you like the Aces or you like the Liberty. If, if you care at all. But if you're watching a sport, you like one of those two teams, you hate the other one. Because you're going to meet in the yeah. finals. And now it's like, oh, man, I hate that team. Some team gets better at some point. Like, that's just how it goes. And no. it makes you, you one of those things that makes sports that you're becoming, You don't even realize that you're becoming a fan. Dude, sports are so happens. cool. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, that's kind of it. Sports are so cool because it's just like, it just takes a crumb and for you to really mm-hmm. enjoy it and be there and, like, or talking about the rivalry thing, I saw this hilarious post on Inter Miami's uh, subreddit where someone's like, "Hey, new fan here. After um, huge fan of Messi, um, who do we hate? Um, who are who are our ballers besides Messi? Is there an AC Miami? This is one of the funniest things. Inter that, uh, and I, AC, I no. Inter and AC, bro. It's classic. That's Love that classic. Stuff, That's funny. <laughs> AC Miami. Shout out Inter Milan for a fumble in the bag and not beating Man City. Uh, nobody can seemingly beat Man City when we probably segue into that now. Oof. Uh, I didn't really watch the game. I saw it a little bit. It was a barn burner. I think it's what the third one nil result for Champions League in the last four years. Around, That's, yeah. That that kind of sucks. That they're they've been yeah. pretty anticlimactic the last handful of years. Is are they back to back? Did they win last year also? Oh, um, they did not win last year. Last year, uh, Real Madrid won. Okay. Yeah. Um, but. But that's the well say about the um final like these finals, especially the Champions League finals, the this club that's the highest level of club soccer you could get. Um the stakes are so high and um I'm i I'm a huge believer that in those in those cup finals, um the the team that makes the least amount of mistakes wins the game. Um it was a game where and City started off or they looked not confident. Um, they could. They didn't look at their best uh, when it comes to. They're usually looked at a team that can, you know, absolutely dominate, ping the ball around in the opponent's half, like keep them, keep them into their into their box. Um, but passes were passes were poor, not accurate. Um, players t- making poor decisions. Um, it was entirely in Inter Milan's um, hands, and at least in the first half. Tag a chance to to get a goal, and they would have been in a totally different state for that final. Um, but yeah, it's the biggest it's the biggest um, final in the world, and it's that's why you see these low scoring games for these finals because teams are so scared to mess up, and you know they are. It's the nerves are insane, so you see a lot of like misplay in the in the middle of the field compared to like a, a standard league game yeah. newcastle united versus southampton like scores like just five to throwing, three they're they're making crosses that are risky yeah. but like, hey, I'm go. i kind of think that's typical sucks. though it, it's the typical um if, if you play to not lose you're, you're probably gonna lose yeah and it, it feels yeah, like the go for it. the champions league finals have been that way for a couple times i know the uh the psg one we watched a couple years ago that was the last one i watched like front to back I um, was in the the that was during the pandemic. Uh, yeah. PSG versus Bayern. That yeah. was um, that was a, that was a huge scoring game. 
Um, obviously, Bayern, I think Bayern, I don't remember the score. It was a few years ago, but Bayern was easily up like three three goals, and, and PSG bagged a few, but it just wasn't enough with the time I'm leaning. But but that's that was a, just a, a weird year in itself because um, they had to host the they, – they, they shut off – I mean, they shut off the – uh, the, all the all the season like right before the playoffs were going to start or at least the tournament was going to start for the knockout rounds um so they had yeah. to host all the games in like a remote they location did, did a in, in portugal um yeah so there was a whole bubble deal in portugal um it was a, a, a deal in itself but yeah um shout out to man city um one for the most part everyone going into this game knew city was going to win yeah um they have been by far the most um outstanding team this season the amount of goals they scored the how dominant they've been in the premier league their comeback in the premier league comeback yeah um if it wasn't for how brilliant man city was arsenal truly did win the title truly deserved the title even though they let it slip to just how good that's how good this man city team is is that arsenal were so dominant but they just weren't as dominant as man city and when you look at the points total there was like a 20 point gap between second and third so um Winning, um, not many teams can say that they have won the treble, which if you don't know what the treble is, um, you win your your domestic league, your primary domestic cup, which in, in England's case is the FA Cup, and then the the European title, which is the, the Champions League. So Man City have won their first treble. Um, Manchester United has a couple. Real Madrid, Munich, they have a couple of those. It's a, it's a huge honor. It's literally a, a perfect season, if you will. So they've they finally reached that um, with how dominant and younger side this team is. This might not be their only treble in the next coming years. Yeah, um, I mean, Holland is actually insane, and, and he's going to be uh, he's a force for a while. I mean, he's just again, it's you, you see these guys that the the sport has never seen before, and that that's always going to be the case in every sport. Like just freaks of nature happen. And I mean, how often do we see a guy as tall? as he is and as athletic as he is with as good of a touch that he has and like the power behind his shots. It's just like a perfect storm kind of a deal. So eventually teams might figure out a way to slow him down because there's only three guys in the history of the game that have never been slowed down really. So um, eventually it'll happen. But again, he's young. That team's young. It's, it's a little scary. It's frightening actually. I mean, it's we um it's an it's crazy how to um how we see or at least how i see um comparing the english league to other you know the german league spanish league and how kind of one-sided leagues are. i mean Bayern munich almost let their title slip um in years but they have won their i think 11th or 12th Bundesliga title in a row um psg wins the league every year um Italy has become more competitive, but um, we like I like to say how competitive and this league is is the English Premier League. Um, if you look at the last five years, I mean, it's Man City case. has won the four. Uh, Man City has won four out of the last five, so um, it's a and the one league. year they Man didn't City win, dominant. the one year they didn't win took a literal perfect season from Liverpool. Yeah, they didn't lose a game exactly. that year, right? If I'm not mistaken. They lost only, I want to say they lost only three or four, which is insanely low. Crazy. Like, they weren't dropping points. So, it takes either a perfect season or, like, Man City's going to win it. That That's how it feels watching, like, the, PS, the French League with PSG and Bayern and all that. So, shout out to uh, Italy and 
I guess Spain. They've they've kind of been Spain's a more competitive, but I would say the more than it's not. been be. Yeah, the quality's not great, but shout out to Italy, I guess. Inter Milan and AC Milan both being good again. Took a while, but yeah. welcome back. That's nice. It's not just Juve and and Napoli anymore, which it was yeah. for a handful of years there. Yeah. Um, speaking of Italy, they took probably the the hardest L of any country when it comes to these competitions so besides the champions league there's so many european teams that they can't just have one um european competition obviously champions league is the is the highest tier that's the highest quality you can get and then there's the um europa league which is kind of like a step down and then there's the um europa conference league so there's three tournaments and the finals of each of these tournaments all took place in the last week and a half saw the Europa Conference League um, final being West Ham United versus Fiorentina, an Italian team. Um, Tam wins 3-1. to one. Sorry to Fiorentina, wasn't good enough. Europa League uh, final was uh, Sevilla, a team out of Spain, versus um, Roma, uh, a team out of Italy. Sevilla wins in PKs, another L for Italy. And then you come to the Champions League final, Inter Milan, Man City, and... Inter Milan, not good enough to win. So that's just three fat L's One for um, Italian teams. Um, it's tough. It's tough out here. It, dude, it, it's funny that that happens to Italy because Philly last year, that happened to. It, obviously different because different sports, but the, um, the Eagles lose the Super Bowl. Uh, Philadelphia's MLS team loses the MLS Cup. And then the Philadelphia Phillies lose the World Series. Now, this year, the Miami Heat are down 3-1 tonight. Game 5 is happening. I fully anticipate they get waxed tonight. Like, I think they lose by 25. <laughs> they get ran out. They get ran off the court tonight. And then Miami loses their bad. first. It's going to be bad. It's not going to be good. And then... And even if they I, do win tonight... I think it's in they're, Miami? They're I, I, oh, I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's it in is, Denver. Oh, it's in Denver? Yeah, it's Joker. Yeah, it, it is. He, even Jimmy if they Butt manage Lover. to win, it's the series is three one. It's not happening. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> like, just go ahead, end it tonight. Don't don't don't, scrap. don't make this don't make this last any longer than it needs uh, to be. Only uh, one team has ever come back three one in the finals, and it was the best player of all time having. The it's best not. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> but also, the Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup right now. They're down 3-1, and they're going to get waxed in Game 5 also. So hopefully, Inter-Miami turns it around and loses the MLS Cup to keep this, like, country-city groove of losing going that we've had lately. It's been pretty fun. Oh, no. If, if your team loses one of them, expect to lose all of them. <laughs> <laughs> is the way that it's been the last year. So get wrecked Italy, get wrecked Miami, get wrecked Philly. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm here for it. Especially the heat. Jimmy Butler's not him. Bum. <laughs> <laughs> you are jinxing all of just these. Um, no, Miami I'm not jinxing anything. I mean, there's I, nothing no. to jinx. It's, there's it's, no jinx. I, I almost <laughs> jinxed myself a pay. couple of weeks ago, and I know you saw it in our group chat. Um, on here, I said that if the Heat blew a 3-0 lead, which is even more impossible, it's never been done um, and at any level in the NBA, that if they lost a 3-1, a 3-0 lead, I would eat a shoe, and they actually almost did it, but they just really teased me. They heard it. They're like, oh, we're going to mess with this guy. We're going to mess with this guy, and I almost had to eat a shoe. Um, it was one game away. It's it's not I'm happening means when Jew has to raid his closet for the shoe that looks the most appetizing. 
Or, we yeah. almost had a shoe get sent in from a viewer. We talked about it. <laughs> and it was thought about. It was, it was thought, thought about. about. It was thought about. If so, I would have gotten sick, you did not sign any legal notes. You would have heard from my lawyers. But that's, you know. <laughs> what would you have done? Would you have boiled the shoe? Nice little pants here. Obviously, I can't eat it, like swallow it. So it would have been like we find a piece of a shoe and we just start chomping right. it. You know, if I'm like swallowing, yeah, exactly. And I stick it under my desk. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's any better though. It, it's, it might be worse because like now like I have just, to wear the shoe I I ate. Like just swallow it, get it over with. But now you got to. That's not coming. It's not coming out. I mean, it depends how big of a piece you eat. I got a small. I got a small shoe size. I'm only an eight and a half. We're we're not talking about take a whole chunk out of it. <laughs> like you a like you take a bite out of a, a little burger, nibble. dog. A little nibble, dude. A, a little burger nibble. Good. <laughs> burger sounds amazing right now. Uh, Devin, guy. any any last remarks on any of this before we head up out of here? Um. No, we pretty much covered a lot that, you know, has happened last week. Um, if you want to, you know, fall in with the sport, we got USA-Mexico later this week in the uh, the CONCACAF Nations League. It'll, it's, a, you know, a game for the for the books. You know, it's a big rivalry, so look out for that game. Cool. USA-Mexico, keep an eye out on that. Again, NBA Finals tonight. I think the Stanley Cup's tomorrow. Those are about to wrap up, so we are pretty much – Two or three days away from it being exclusively baseball season and like F1, the occasional UFC fight. So expect a lot of baseball from us moving forward the next couple of weeks as we ramp up for some college football and some NFL because those are just around the corner. September sneaks up on you. Uh, but again, if you guys are interested, make sure to DM us uh, either on, at Spectators Media on any platforms or personally if you want a hat. You want to look like Devin, you want to look slick, you want to look suave like that handsome man over there. Go ahead and DM us so we can get you one when we get that orders in. Sunset in Paradise, August 26th. Make sure you book the date, put it on your calendar. Don't forget, buy your tickets before the price goes up. I don't want to hear that you can't afford a ticket. We've been yelling at you to buy it now. So buy it now. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys there. We'll see you guys next week. Episode 191. Later, everybody. Peace.